0: No, well, we've also seen it play out like lottery winners that go broke and end up homeless because they were not regulated, had no idea what to do with that amount of money. This is why we see TikTokers now that are like young having mental breakdowns because they went viral with millions of views and then had the pressure to sustain it and it's unsustainable and then they have a breakdown. And I'm like, we have so much evidence of why, like, completely trying to leap into a, a level that you're not familiar with doesn't work, that it blows my mind that that's, like, the messaging that we put out.
1: What's up, you guys? Welcome to Embody Your Soul. This is your host, Alexandra Shelley. Also known as BB by many, and I am a psychic medium channeler. And we are here to get really, really comfy wherever we are whether we're sitting, laying in bed, taking a bubble bath, driving, doing the dishes, or you're taking a walk, or you're doing (laughs) calisthenics. Oh my God or you're doing calisthenics, whatever you're doing, this is where we get really comfy and we discover how we can embody our soul, discover our truest soul, our divine calling through spiritual connection and practices. Oh my goodness, you guys. So that little tidbit that you heard was the part one of my conversation with Chelsea Reif. And if this is your first time listening, hello, hello. It's so amazing to be with you, to meet you. Thank you for your eyes, ears, and soul. And so this is part two because our conversation was almost two freaking hours. And I was like, I don't have that Joe Rogan armchair expert status where I can have like a three-hour podcast. Also, that's just like really gnarly for my, even just for my ADHD, just to handle. So... I mean, as a fellow podcast listener, because I'm obsessed with podcasts, but also editing, like editing a three hour podcast. That is a doozy because it's just me, guys. Uh, Anyways, I'm getting off topic. So part two is pretty much the conversation we have had in part one. It's just diving deeper, a little bit more on manifestation, a little bit more on money mindset. This was just a tidbit as to what Chelsea was talking about. And it's such a beautiful point she makes is this is really like, unfortunately, what manifestation and What our nervous system has kind of been trained to do or what it's kind of what we see out there is we see people going viral we see people with overnight success and then they crash and burn because how the heck can anyone handle that within 14 hours of just doing something. And so again, what I love about her philosophy on success and the money mindset and manifestation is really allowing your body, your mind, and your soul to hold success. And in order to hold success, you, mu- you must must work towards it every single day. And with that, it's nervous system regulation. And I love it because she's not this like crazy, you know, expert guru on it. She's just one of us. She is a millennial. She is a podcaster. She has a coaching business and she's just going through life like all of us are, like a normal freaking human. She just so happens to have so much experience with regulating her nervous system. But then this has created amazing success for her and an amazing podcast and an amazing coaching business. And how she's evolved and how she's manifested a life and how she continues to manifest a life of her dreams so anyways i hope you enjoy chelsea's company as much as i do she's literally such a homegirl and again if you do not know about chelsea check her out on instagram at chelsea rife she is a podcast coach and she will help you launch the podcast with soul and strategy and definitely check her out at chelsea and if you would like to reach out to her please go to info at chelsea and she's just freaking amazing go check out her tiktoks her reels she's literally amazing and this conversation is just as juicy as the first so i love you guys i cannot wait to hear what was your favorite part what maybe methods you're already implementing into your daily life, into your business? And again, I love you guys. Let's get right to it. Oh, oh my god, yes, just hardcore resonate with that. Um, so, I love the way this is so perfect. Leading into this, all these questions and our conversations just flowing. So, I love it. I, I love the way you talk about manifestation, because again, I think people really wrap it up in this beautiful bow. And so many people aren't aware that you are not sitting on your pillow, praying, writing letters to the universe. And there is so much behind the scenes and behind the scenes externally that you have to execute, but also so much internally and the way you vocalize, the way you think everything. So I would love for you to describe like kind of how you define manifestation and what people are not doing or doing wrong, I guess.
0: My definition of manifestation is to literally to bring something in your mind into reality. And I think when people say that, where, what well, you just asked where people go wrong, they take that to mean I have to do the biggest thing possible to manifest. Like I need to write a novel. I need to fly in a private jet. I need to go spend a thousand dollars on whatever. And I'm it got really confused with consumerism. And I'm like, I have no idea where I think it was literally during the pandemic when everyone was just desperate for hope. And we were trying to find something to like, look forward to. And a lot of people were like, I need to manifest my dream life. I need to manifest a new job, whatever the case is. But my, my perception of what people were seeing in the online space was a lot of coaches that were m- showing you how to manifest a G-Wagon and a Chanel bag and a trip to Bali. And so people started thinking, oh, so manifestation is actually, again, consumerism or wealth, or I have to spend a shit ton of money to be quote unquote manifesting. And the example I always like to give is laundry. I want to do laundry today. Okay. That's a thought in my mind. The action I'm going to take is taking my laundry out of the basket and putting it in the washing machine and putting soap in. That's the action and execution and then when it's done and I fold it, I've just done my laundry. That is manifesting. Manifesting is bringing something in your eye into reality. If you think about making your bed and you make it, you just manifested making your bed. I think the word got so conflated into being like, it's not manifesting if it's not radically transformative or it's not this like big thing that you get an accolade for. And I'm like, I don't know why that became a thing because that's what... That's what makes people insecure. They're like, oh, I'm not a good quote unquote manifester because I didn't have a six figure launch. I'm not a great manifester because I'm not engaged to the love of my life yet. And I'm like, I don't even understand where it became like good and bad. And to me, it's almost the same concept as breathing. Like you don't say like, oh, I'm a good or bad breather. It's like you just breathe. You're always manifesting. And I think that's where I get annoyed with the messages that some of these coaches put out there that they have this secret to how to manifest, but you have to invest $2,000 in the program to learn. And I'm like, that is silly to me because it's like, you're teaching people just how to take action on a thought that they have. And I will say, because I started out my whole career as a manifestation coach, it's because I was trying to show people how to move through, um, The idea that they can't have something, Mm. but I was, I started backing away from that work a little bit because I was like, I feel like I'm getting grouped in with these coaches that are going to teach you how to become a millionaire in three days and fly to Bali tomorrow and buy a Chanel bag. And I'm like, I don't want people to get confused and think that's what I'm teaching them. To me, manifestation is just being intentional with the thoughts you have and bringing them into reality.
1: Mm. No, you're so right, and I also I love that so much with like the laundry example because honestly, it's just like we actually like manifest every single day, and we manifest even by just writing down our to do list. And I think I I love that. And again, this is why I love you, and I think you're amazing. And thank you. It's just <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and it just it just builds. It's just such a ego destroyer when like this word manifestation, which, which is actually like really beautiful. Like it's a beautiful thing to have your dreams come to life because honestly, again, it sounds like so annoying. Cause like, just now that I've, I've been doing so much work with spirit and I'm here, I'm like, dude, anything's possible. Like I have so much trust in myself and like, Honestly, if spirit was like, you need to quit your job tomorrow because you're gonna XYZ, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I would do it because I have so much trust in like what the universe has in store for me. And even if they're like, you're gonna make your bed tonight, like I just people just need to believe in themselves. And I think that's the beauty of manifestation because it's really like I believe to my core this will materialize. And I also really love what you said about. Cause I haven't, cause it's like, obviously like the thought, but then you put it into words where it's like, it has been mixed up with consumerism and it's such a freaking bummer. Sorry. I'm just like, what? (laughs) It sounded so California. Um, it's, it's a, it's such a bummer because honestly, I mean, there is a beauty in, like, you know what? I want a nice car. Like, I have been driving a little, like, dinky dumb truck. I am ready to, like, up-level drive a nice car. Like, that's my new, like, adult purchase. But now it is, like, oh, I just want a freaking supercar just because. I mean, maybe it is just because, and honestly, no judgment, but that is what triggers, like, so many people. And it's, yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't know how I to just end this want time, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, we don't we don't want you to think because you don't drive a, you know, Mercedes Benz newest class and live in a beautiful villa in Bali that you're like not manifesting. This is where self-acknowledgement becomes really important. So I would actually, if you're listening to this right now, later tonight, whip out a notebook and write down all the things that you accomplished or did that day, because then you can see, oh my gosh, I'm like you just said, I manifest every day. I manifested getting this email sent out. I manifested sending this recap to a client. And then you'll see, oh my gosh, I'm constantly manifesting. And to bring it back to nervous system regulation, they go hand in hand. Like, okay, so yeah, doing laundry, we don't think about it, right? We're not freaking out. Like, I don't know if I can do my laundry. Actually, some people do. There's a lot of people that laundry's piled up probably because their nervous system isn't regulated and it's like oh my gosh if I start laundry am I gonna have to then clean my whole room I'm not ready to clean my whole room I don't want to face that mess on the chair this is why I'm like nervous system regulation is so important because this helped me a lot when I was moving to Australia I was like oh my god I'm moving to Australia fun can't wait but then when I thought about it I was like I have no friends over there what am I doing you don't have a job like I started freaking out and almost like sabotaging my trip to Australia before it even started because I wasn't regulated. So the way I regulated, I started looking up the neighborhoods I wanted to live in so that my, I could become familiarized with my surroundings because That's what being unregulated is, is you don't feel safe. So I started Googling like neighborhoods I wanted to live in, apartments. I made my background Bondi Beach. I started joining Facebook groups to ask people like, what is it like living there? What is the culture? How much money should you save? And that was helping me regulate my nervous system so that when I went to Australia, I didn't freak out and sabotage it and try to move home. I had become familiar with my surroundings. So this is all to say I manifested my move to Australia. But like you said, I wasn't sitting on my bed dreaming about Australia. And then I just was like magically transported there. It took a lot of work, a lot of intention and a lot of investment into figuring out what this move was going to look like to get over there. But when people are, it, it just bothers me when people are like, yeah, tell us how you manifest the move to Australia as if it's like a magic trick. I'm like, it's, it's being intentional and doing work and figuring things out. Like that's manifestation.
1: Yes. No, I, I love that you said all that. And honestly, I, if you're I'm like pimping her out, if you are open, <laughs> I feel like my mentor would be so great on your podcast because she told me this one time, she's like, BB, you have to put spirit into motion. Like that is where the work is done. That's where God's work is done. That's where your soul's work is done. You can't sit and pray on your pillow. And, um, I think, yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing, honestly, for me, um, literally like just what you said, like just doing the work. I mean, I, manifested this studio by looking up apartments, by, you know, getting my budget together by like getting a job where I know I can afford it and just all this stuff. And even like, it's so funny because people like you manifested your boyfriend. I'm like, I had to heal. First of all, I had to go through like all of these a-holes to know, Oh, I actually don't deserve that. And like, literally get in touch with what I deserve and like start loving for how I show up in the world it's just yeah I just I love the way you talk about it because it's just not it's I don't want to be like I don't want to say it's funny like making fun of people because obviously like we're on our own path but it does like make me chuckle where it's like oh like it is so not what it what it is and how people say it
0: (laughs) yeah it, it just became this thing that was gatekeeped it was like oh, I'm going to teach you, but only if you invest in my program. And I'm like, to me, that's like saying, I'm going to teach you again, how to like breathe. I'm like, it's, this is wild that people aren't understanding. It's just taking action. Like what you said, spirit in motion, doing the thing. This is the same thing with money. Mm -hmm. we all want to be millionaires, but the same people that I'm calling myself out to, I want to be a millionaire, but like, I wasn't even learning how to manage my money. I didn't even have a business bank account. I didn't even know how to track my finances. And I'm like, but I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's like, do you, it's like, Chelsea, do you actually think millionaires don't have separate bank accounts? You think millionaires don't manage their money? Like you don't get wealthy by accident. And that's when I had to take responsibility and be like, oh, this is how you manifest being a millionaire, getting your shit together, tracking your finances, understanding the language of money. Like, do you even know how investments work? Like, these are things that I had to learn. And hopefully one day I can look back on this episode and be like, I manifested being a millionaire, but it's not because I was just writing out an affirmation. I want to be a millionaire. It's because I actually did the work to become a millionaire.
1: Mm. No, honestly, even to like get real, like on my own fronts, like that is something I'm, totally working on too with like understanding the language of money. Um, because I guess also like, this is, I mean, like on body Your soul podcast, we're vulnerable. So I think what sometimes, unfortunately people get a bad rap for, and I'm always striving to be the person who is like the good, but I come from a very affluent family and I am like, Honestly, I am not ashamed to say it because my dad immigrated with not a penny to his name and he worked for over 30 years to get where he is. He deserves every single penny he has earned and worked for. And us kids have great, graciously accepted the love that he has given to us. Like he has supported us, but also that goes like with saying like we had to work to get Uh, the car we wanted at 16 or like the car that was like in our realm. Like he could have gotten us literally any car he wanted. But he's like, no, like you're going to get the car that is appropriate for you when you are 16. And I think some people look at me and they're like, oh, well, she's probably using her parents' money to like invest in her business or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm literally going through my savings and investing in a lot for my branding, because I know it's important. Like this is the world I'm in. Like my actual real person nine to five job is like a copywriter at an ad agency. So I'm like, I know the power of branding. And then like, I don't know. I just think people then probably look at me because like, I want to be a millionaire. They're probably like, yeah, of course, of course you're going to be one. I'm like, actually, no, like my dad doesn't hand me money. (laughs) Like It's not like that. And I want to like be successful because I think money has so much beautiful good in it. And anyway, so that was like a digression, but I still like don't even feel super comfortable at it. Like literally, okay. Getting super real here. Like literally my card declined the other day. I was like, that is such oh, yeah. a
0: bummer. I just got a low balance alert this morning because <laughs> I went out this weekend and I was like, Oh wow. I spent a lot of money at the bar.
1: And it's because I paid rent and um then I came home yesterday. I was like, Oh, like Cause I was like, wait, I should have gotten paid last week for like my new job. Like I've already been working like two weeks. And then I came home and like my checks in the mail. And I was like, Oh, for the love of God. And like, not that I was worried or like having a scarcity mindset around it, but I am still like working on, I don't want to, I personally like, don't want to see zeros again, like in my bank account. Like I want to be able to like understand the language of money. And I'm still even like I don't know if like, you're the same way, but I still even get nervous, like logging on to my bank account. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, no, like treat your money. Like you're like your friend, like you have to nurture it. You have to take care of it. You have to look after it. Like, Oh, like what's going on here? Like someone taking advantage of you, like AKA right. someone like stole your credit card number or something. But yeah, I, I just like really, really resonate with you on that. And I love how much you share, like I'm still figuring it out and yeah I think
0: like I think it's so important like I think I think people think I make way more money than I do and that I'm way more like financially successful than I am. I'm like, well, that's great. That my perception is that because it's, it's actually not, I'm like, I'm living at home right now with my parents, because when my ex and I broke up, I was like, I do not have the finances to just go get my own place and support myself and pay rent and all these other things on top of all my business expenses. And the point of me saying this is going back to the millionaire conversation. We all want to be millionaires, but like we're having trouble managing $2,000. It's like, what are you going to do when you have to manage a million dollars? Like, you need to learn how to manage $2,000 before you manage $200,000. You should learn how to manage $200,000 before you want to manage $2 million. And that's something I feel like it all comes back to nervous system regulation. If you feel unsafe managing $2,000, it's going to be pretty difficult to manage a million dollars. So, it's so important to learn this stuff now and be gentle with yourself of like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to manage my biweekly paycheck. When I have that figured out, then I'm going to start my business and allow my income to be raised and I can, you know, earn more income. Then I'm going to learn how to manage an extra $5,000 a month. Okay. Now I feel safe. That's, that's in my opinion, how you then become a millionaire because you feel safe managing money.
1: Honestly, Like even like, I mean, I needed to hear that too. Cause I think sometimes I get caught up in like, okay, like I want to, I want to like work towards getting X amount this month. And it's like, if I am not even like, it's, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I get worked up, like I'm so irresponsible. And like, I always, I'm like such a nerd. I always call my dad CFO for like advice. And she's like, you're actually like probably like the like the better child at managing your money honestly and I think it's just so funny for me to like get worked up but I'm like I'm probably the last like person who should have this scarcity mindset around money because I know my parents would never let me like fend what is it fend for the wolves yeah
0: like yeah you're you're thrown to the wolves
1: it's just it's just so funny (laughs) like even my boyfriend like makes fun of me like he's like trust fun baby I'm like okay like no oh my gosh i
0: have to say something about that too when you were like oh you know people think my dad just giving you money i'm like who fucking cares if your dad was giving you money if if that would help you get to your goal faster Mm -hmm. that you can then going back to our conversation hire more team members Mm -hmm. circulate your wealth i'm like why would that be a problem like i i had to come to like a what's it called a reckoning with that too where
1: yeah I was
0: like wow my parents just bailed me out of the situation or like my dad was helping me with rent in Australia and I'm like I feel like a baby like why this is embarrassing how am I gonna find a partner when my dad's helping me with rent and I was like because I was like okay but I'm not uh what's it called I'm not it, out of the loop of like um thinking oh my god my dad's gonna help me for the rest of my life it's like in this moment I didn't have the resources to be able to pay. So he helped me, but then it helped me live in Australia and see through my dream. And now I'm making my own money and I can hire people. Mm. And so my whole point is like, even if your parents are helping you if a listeners listening to this and they're like, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm not earning my way to being a millionaire. I'm like, there's a, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's like, what are you going to do with that money? When you get there, if your parents are helping you great, you'll probably get there faster and you can help people quicker.
1: Yes. Yes absolutely also digressing but I studied abroad in Australia and I'm also obsessed with Australia oh my love God. It. literally I studied abroad in Sydney and I'm like I'm such a Bondi ho. I'm like that place is perfect like it's just perfect yeah, like there's just no Bondi. argument and then I know you posted something recently about Byron Bay and it was so it was so interesting that they took us there but our program first took us to Byron Bay for like a few days and I'm like It's like a Wednesday, guys, and you're surfing at 2 p.m. I'm like, this is is it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Australia has, like, figured out the lifestyle. Like, people leave work at 4 to go surf and do yoga. They come in at, like, 11 after surfing all morning. I'm like, you guys have nailed it.
1: Oh, my God. No, also, so I'm I'm sure you know, like, who he is, but this was so funny. I was telling my boyfriend this story last night because I'm, like, weirdly – it's like one of those stories you're like yeah it was super cool but it was we were I was in melbourne with a girl I met in my like class and she wasn't feeling well so I was like okay well I'm gonna get dinner by myself because like this city is dope so I sit down like next to this guy and I'm like he's like kind of a weird guy like am I I I felt like I was bothering because he kept looking back at me and I'm like I'm literally just standing in line and that was the only seat left and it was so funny because I was like, I don't want to sit there. This guy's wording me out. But then he's I mean, he was very, very cute. And then I sat next to him. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, Alexandra. But my friends call me Bibi. What's yours? And he's like, Ziggy. And I'm like, you're Ziggy's Ziggy Alberts, aren't you? He was like, yes. And I'm like, I'm going to scream.
0: Wait, I don't know who that is. Is that <gasps> You don't know who he is? Oh and my like, god! Is he like a, a an artist? Like a yes, artist? he's
1: a singer-songwriter from Byron Bay, and he's Wait, really big up. in Australia. And he's like the cutest little bean it ever. It
0: oh my god! Of course, he's so Australian. I'm googling the mustache. You can just tell yes. Australians by their haircuts. Uh, the mustache—they all have like right? mullets now, right? <sighs> I probably would know if I listened to his songs.
1: Yes. No, he is so cute. But yeah, I was like that was my coolest Australia moment,
0: Love that.
1: but now getting, getting back into like, you know, what's important. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I guess it's, I can kind of make this a two-parter question. So what's something that you're going to do? I feel like you've already talked about it, but maybe it's more on that topic or it's different, but what's something you're going to do more of this year. And then what do you think people are doing too much? And they're not doing enough of.
0: Mm, I feel like I'm slowing down more this year and being okay with that. I feel like the last few years, like you were just saying with seeing all these coaches and how quickly they're moving and how fast Mm. they're moving. I felt like I needed to keep up with that. And I felt like I had a big chip on my shoulder and something to prove. And now I'm like, I have nothing to prove to anyone. Like that's, I'm going to go slow and I don't care if that doesn't work for someone. Like, I don't care if it's going to take me five years to become a millionaire or 10 years or 15 years or whatever the case is. It's not even about money anymore. It's just like, for example, with my programs, I used to launch them really quickly because I would have the idea and I'm like, oh, I got to get it out. I got to get it out tomorrow. Like, let's get it going. And fortunately I have an amazing VA who was like, what? Like, we don't even have the tech set up. You don't even have a sales page. You don't even have like a checkout email. Like, what do you mean? And It's because I would go so fast and I would be like, this program needs to get live because I need to make money. I need to become a millionaire. I need to have the $10,000 a month. And it was so frantic. I feel like I was just frantic in the last two years trying to like make so much money to prove something. And I'm like, why? My therapist this year, amazing. She was like, okay, let's say you you do become a millionaire by the end of 2022. Then what? I was like, oh, I guess I'll probably want to make $2 million. She's like, okay. And then what? I'm like, okay, I guess like it's never going to stop. So it was like, it's okay to go slow and going back to regulating your nervous system. Be like, I'm going to take my time with this launch. I'm going to take my time planning this program. I'm going to take my time writing that book instead of like, I got to get it out just to prove something. I think this just comes from being in America too. Like we think it's not worth it if it's not, if we don't have a final product to show and like prove that we're doing the work instead of just going slower and being like, yeah, masterpieces take time. I'm going to take my time. So mm-hmm. I'm going slower. Um, and I feel like that's something that I think this is something I've been ruminating on. And I've been trying to figure out how to articulate it where I'm like, I'm also a, a reflector in human design. And I feel like people always come to me to like, check the health of the community. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing everyone wants to hit this massive level of success, but no one is ready for it or prepared for the quote unquote negative side of success. Like if you want to be a massive, here's an example, um, a YouTuber, you want to be a YouTuber and you start posting videos and you're like, why are they not going viral? Why are they not going viral? Um, you know, when you go viral, there's also a high chance you're going to get a lot of negative comments. So are you ready? Do you have the like bandwidth, the confidence, the the resiliency to be able to handle those negative comments? Because you're going to get them. And I feel like people aren't being real about that. So they want the money, they want the fame, they want the status, they want the million followers, but they don't want the negative comments. They don't want people writing bad reviews or feedback. And I'm like, That's the name of the game. I don't know who sold us this idea that like you can be, um, you know, in the public eye and not face any criticism or backlash like you need to have some thick skin. And I feel like I've been like avoiding this conversation because I hate when people are like, oh, just toughen up and deal with it. But I'm like, it's just interesting to me that people here's an example. There's this one influencer. I won't say her name. All she talks about is healthy living, love and light, spirituality, like you would look at her and be like, oh, she's just nice and bubbly and light and fun. And she gets so much hate. And I'm like, this is what I mean. You can be the nicest, kindest, funniest, bubbliest, cutest person. And there's going to be someone that doesn't like that. And they will make their opinion known.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's just
0: interesting to me that People want the fame. They want the views. They want the podcast that goes viral. But again, then they're not ready for the the backlash. There's not even backlash, but they're not ready for like, yeah, you're probably going to get one or two negative reviews. You're probably going to get a client that wants a refund. You're probably going to get someone that didn't like your program at all. And I don't think people are being realistic about that and they're avoiding it. And by avoiding it, then that's why they're never putting their businesses out there. So they're they're doing this dance of like, I want to be a YouTuber, but I don't want any of the responsibility that comes with having a huge platform. I want a podcast, but I don't want to see a bad review. And so then they don't start the podcast or they don't start the YouTube, but then they're sitting there wondering every day, why am I just not starting that YouTuber podcast? It's like this toxic cycle that we stay in by not putting ourselves out there because we're not ready for maybe a few negative comments. I also feel I want to be clear here (laughs) going on a tangent, but love I don't want people to, I've been, I've had my podcast for four years. I don't have one negative review. I don't have, I've never gotten a DM that someone's like, wow, your podcast fucking sucks. I hate it. I've never gotten a negative email. So I'm not saying um you have to be ready for like a, an onslaught of negativity, but I do know I'm not living in La La Land. I know if I went viral tomorrow and all of a sudden I had a million followers on Instagram, it is almost statistically inevitable that someone will send me a negative comment or write a negative review review. It's like, that's statistics. Like things aren't going to 100% go your way. Mm -hmm. And so I just want people to know, I don't want you to be scared of like, oh, I have to get started, but I'm going to get all this negative feedback. Like I said, I've been doing this for four years. I have never gotten negative feedback, but I'm not living again in a fantasy reality or fantasy world where I don't think... Maybe one day I will get a one-star review. Maybe one day someone isn't going to like my podcast. Like that is probably going to happen, and it's I'm able to accept that. So I feel like to that was a very, very, very long-winded way of what are people like not doing more of? I think we're not being realistic enough, and in that what's hurting us by not being realistic is you're not putting yourself out there. When we need you out there, we need more podcasters. We need more coaches. We need more mediums. We need more therapists,
1: Mm -hmm. but we're
0: also scared of like, what's someone going to say? What is someone going to do that? We don't do it. And then you're spending your whole life being like, I wish I just would have done that one thing. And it just kills me to see how many people aren't doing their thing because of what they think is going to be like such a bad experience when it's really not
1: hmm No, I don't know I, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that literally makes so much sense. For some reason, I feel like I, I don't even know why, but like, I weirdly knew, like, maybe I also could be wrong, like exactly who you're talking about. Cause I'm like, wait, like, or this girl, I mean, it could also like, there's a million of them, but it's like, they're gorgeous. They're sweet. They're loving. Like they don't say like one, like they like really like, they're so like, for instance, like I am a part of the Melissa Wood cult. I'm obsessed with her. I do her
0: like
1: all day, every day
0: yesterday. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Did her this morning obsessed. Um, but I like, it's so impressive because she has curated honestly her brand so well. She doesn't get political. She is like just so sweet and so beautiful and so amazing. But, oh my God, like there are totally people when I don't even know why I do this to myself sometimes, but like I go through the comments of like her workout and I always like, I mean, there was one time where I gave like actual legit feedback. I was like, hey, like I've been doing this for a while and I feel like this workout, like X, Y, Z. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you for the feedback. Like, but there's people who are like, I had to stop halfway because of like X, Y, Z. This was horrible. And it's like, I think, the flip side of being ready for the negative like comments is also you have to know that even putting your work out there not everyone is ready for that work and they're going to react because they don't they don't know what they're going through but they're like oh like f you for being so amazing and bright and like confident or whatever which that was like a not incredibly eloquent way of saying it but it's just that's what I find really fascinating is I need to know like people are not going to be ready for things I have to say or my work, because also it is definitely, I feel like it's, You I know, mean, I'm not a martyr, but it is a risk like putting myself out there and saying like, I'm a psychic medium channeler, like whatever. And because there are even recently, like I had to deal with someone who reached out to me and they had really not like good intentions for like what they were asking of me. And I was just like, are you serious? But then I'm like, okay, well, spirit's not going to stop giving me messages. That doesn't, that's not going to stop them from like being, you know, having me be a vessel, you know? And I think that Mm -hmm. just goes with so many things is like, we can't, we can't like, not only let the negative comments get us down, but also we have to know that there are people out there that are just still not there yet, or just like not ready.
0: Yeah. Like my favorite quote right now is you could be the juiciest peach on the peach tree and there's someone that won't like peaches and that's life. Like that's, that's what people are doing wrong. We're trying to put our work out there with the intention of like having all 8 billion people on earth like it. I'm like, that is statistically unrealistic and a completely impossible. So to set yourself up for the impossible. That's why I, I really think that's why a lot of people aren't putting their work out there. They're setting this intention that like Everybody that crosses my work needs to like it and they know that's not gonna happen, and so they don't put their work out there. When you just said there's you have to accept there's gonna be people that again will maybe won't like the work, but it doesn't mean it's not a reflection of you. Like you just said, Melissa's workouts have helped millions of people. There's some people that are probably like her workouts are the fucking dumbest things I've ever done. I hate them. Great, she's not gonna like shut down her app and her work because like one person wrote on the video, I, I didn't like this workout. It sucks. And -hmm. imagine if that happened, imagine if we let every little piece of negative feedback or a hater or whatever the case is throw in the towel for us, like then we're letting them win. That's my whole like issue with people not putting their work out there you're letting the haters win. You're letting people that are negative take over the world. When I'm like, you could be the person that could help people, but you're getting so in your head about what's going to happen, what's going to happen that you don't put your work out there. And it's like, I just feel like from a spiritual level, if you believe in God or the universe or spirit, it's like they're looking down being like, damn, I really put a lot of effort into creating this human and putting them out there and all these gifts and talents. It almost makes me emotional. And then we just, go neutral through life and like don't do anything with it and I just picture if there's if you want to look at it from like a person looking down on you or your angel team or whatever it's like wow we like really gave her all these resources and her five senses and her abilities and her wits and her smarts and she just like not using it like I just feel like that is it's like throwing away a gift that at Christmas, you get a gift and you just throw it in the trash. Like you wouldn't do that. That's Mm -hmm. what I feel like is going wrong with the world right now. We have all these gifts, but we're scared to look arrogant. We're scared to look like we are beginners. We're scared of the negative feedback. And then we're just taking these gifts and like throwing them in the trash can. And it it, it, like actually hurts me to see that.
1: Dude. Oh my God. It's so interesting that you say that because honestly, I think that's sometimes why I get so frustrated. Like at like at people easily sometimes like obviously it's not like I'm lash I'm I don't lash out like every day people are like whoa like some medium <laughs> like I just like for instance I you know I obviously I live in LA and the homeless people like the the homeless population here is really gnarly and there are times where I get so upset. Cause I'm like this amazing human had parents, had a family, like was given, was literally birthed into the world, given the world. And they're like on the street doing fentanyl. And it, and because I have two dear friends that like, they're it's so weird they're both like both the people that passed away were brothers, both brothers overdosed on fentanyl maybe like two years ago. And it's just like, I don't know. It just breaks my heart. I'm like, you are squandering your potential and your love and like everything that you're capable of. Like, what if you were like an artist? Like, what if you like actually changed people's lives, like through painting or like, what if you actually like were the mechanic or like were like the engineer that you wanted to become? And I just think it's just weird because then it's like so double-sided to me. Cause then I'm like, okay, well also can't, I don't want to beat myself up because I'm like, well, Beeb, you can't get so mad at these people. Like they were hurt. They were from trauma. Like they're here, and you have to accept that. But then it just like it makes me upset because I think sometimes like, oh my god, I'm so annoying. Do you watch The Office? I just thought of like an Office reference, and I'm like, you know what, Beebs? just just zip it, zip it. Um,
0: <laughs> I do, but I don't know like all the quotes. <laughs> okay,
1: like there was like he was. It, Michael Scott was interviewing for like Jan's position, and then David Wallace was like, Well, what are your weaknesses? And then Michael Scott's like, I work too hard, I care too much, and like something, something. And I just like, I care too much. And I'm like, Oh my God, literally zip it. Yes. Um, but it's just like so funny because I am such, I also need to like give myself grace because I am such a sponge. And that's something I am still working on is to like not care so much. Like obviously like I need to care about the world, but I can't care so much the point where it winds me up. Like even for instance I was like getting so frustrated at my boyfriend trying to find trying to find an apartment with his buddy who is a the sweetest guy ever but his his buddy doesn't really take initiative. They're doing it really last minute. They have to move in like a week and a half. And I'm like, Oh my God, just find an apartment. Like, but it was also like on top of a lot of other things that were like stressing me out when I know I shouldn't like, I should like, I should fully trust my boyfriend and being capable because he's a human being, but I was getting so frustrated because I just, I care about him not being taken advantage of. I want him to like, not be stressed out because he has a really busy job. And like, He's, you know, he does get stressed. I don't think he realizes how stressed he gets. And it's just like so funny because I like thieves. Like, you can't make this about you. Like, it's not mm. your apartment or like you're not this person on the street. Like, you can't, like, you need to have compassion, but you can't get so wound up that it's like, you know, that was definitely that one. Yeah. But no, I know. Like, I'm like, like, I don't
0: even know what I like. I hope people were even trying to understand what I'm saying. I think as we were talking, I'm like a more articulate, articulate, can't even say the word thought came to me is like, people are discrediting where they are at now in the hopes that that will somehow like that things don't matter until it hits a certain threshold. For example, let's say you start a podcast and you have 10 listens and you're first episode and like 15 listens in your second. And people are like this this sucks. I can't believe I have 10 listens. And I'm like, okay, let's reframe this. Imagine if there were 10 people in a room and you spoke to them and all 10 people left and their lives were transformed by your words and they were like, "Holy shit, that was the most breakthrough hour I've ever had that person just spoke to me. I can't believe it." You wouldn't talk that way about them. You would be like, "I can't believe I just helped 10 people. I can't believe I just transformed their lives. But when all of a sudden you turn it in analytics and you're like, oh, I can't believe I had only 10 listens. I'm like, so you're saying these people aren't important that those 10, lesson, 10 listens weren't important. And it's only going to be important when you have 100,000 listens, then all of a sudden those people are going to matter. It's, it's actually like a problem because that's what discourages people from keeping going. They're like, well, I just hate that I only have 10 listens. I'm like, well, first of all, it's your first episode. Like there's, it's this, I don't even like, I've never even said this out loud, but I'm like, there's this weird sense of entitlement that like you do one thing and you're still a beginner at it and you should be like the most successful, Mm -hmm. well-known go-to person for it. And I'm like, give yourself time to be shitty. Give yourself time to be a beginner. Like even with my podcast, I'm like, there's times where I'm like, Thank God I like had such a rocky road in the beginning to figure my shit out so that when I started pitching bigger guests or being a guest on podcasts, I wasn't completely bombing it. And even if I had, that would have been a learning lesson. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just feel like we need to stop discrediting where we are at now and like shitting on it, thinking that that's somehow going to help us move up or get better. It's completely a false idea.
1: Mm, Oh my God. No, I love that. And it just reminded me of. Melissa would literally love her. Like there is this, I um, this one work. I mean, I don't remember exactly what it was, but this mantra just stuck with me so, like, so deeply. She was like, you know, obviously thank yourself for being here, and just, you know, you need to remember, like, you need to meet yourself where you are, and we don't do that enough, and it just, it just hit me because I feel like you're probably the same way because like, we're both go, but go, go getters. We have big personalities. We have a lot of energy where we're like, okay, on to the next one. All right. Like let's go. And like, I move so fast. Like I like, I don't know. Like, so for, I'm not like super knowledgeable on it, but I'm a, what was it? Um, a one of the women that I met in the podcast course, I did, um, her name's Rochelle, but she does human design. Like I'm a 5 1 pure generator. Like, I know that's like a manifester and whatnot, but I just, I like, I just move out. So I'm like, all right, the next one. And I'm like, Beavers, like, literally, like, put your two feet next to each other because mm-hmm. I feel like so much of me is like, <laughs> my, my foot wants to be over here. And I'm just like, all right, like, I have to pick my leg up and just put my two feet on the ground and it's just so interesting because you can still like one of the things that I've had to honor with myself is like honor that you do move fast and like there is a beauty in that but also then like also like a really prime example for me is like my boyfriend is so methodical and he moves a lot slower than I not sounds like he's dumb he's not (laughs) (laughs) So funny, but like, and I'm like, there's so much beauty in that. Like, honestly, like just honoring where you are and being like, how can I one appreciate where I am, find the beauty in it, but two, be like, all right, if it's something that I am frustrated with and there's something I want to change, how can I change that? But for now I need to love where I am. Like even another example is like I'm in the cutest little studio in the world I have gone through so much healing here but I know I'm like I'm ready to find my next apartment that will support my evolution but I'm also like energetically I am not there with fine like with going at it apartment hunting I'm like I'm kind of putting my feelers out but I'm like I'm just I just know I'm not ready and I know when I will be there to like be ready and like search you know for a couple hours a day but right now I'm just not there and I think people aren't given that permission enough not even have to be given permission it's just like people need to like rep that and say it more and then oh because I think that's one of the hard things right like you know just I guess maybe being human but also in this society right now is we're so inundated and it's like we have to be given permission like people need to create a space so you have permission and it's like no, like, why isn't this just like said, like, why don't people just teach this? Like,
0: Right. You know? And it's so so interesting too, that the the paradox paradox about this all is I bet you, you will end up finding like a beautiful apartment in your budget, ready to go probably within the next month because you're not putting so much crazy pressure on yourself. And I know personally slowing down goes back to, all comes back to nervous system regulation. Yes! I will be able to see more clearly. And by seeing more clearly, I will set a more solid foundation. An example my launches. I have been, I purposely make my launches now like a month because I'm like, I do not want to be scrambling, feeling so much pressure to post every day, every day an email, every day a podcast. I'm like, I want to take my time. And I just opened up um, my enrollment for my podcast course, and three people have signed up in the last week. And I'm like, This is kind of crazy because I've posted like two reels, like a few stories. I've sent a few emails and I'm like, this is the paradox about it all. I'm going slower. And because I'm going slower, I had more time to write better emails. I had more time to think about what I actually want to post on Instagram instead of just like, holy shit, I have to post a hundred graphics by the launch. It's like, no, I'm going to go slow. And it's actually worked out. That's the funniest thing. It's like actually going slow. will, In my opinion, sometimes bring you success faster, which is a paradox.
1: You're so right, no, and I love what you said about like launching fast too, because that's how I feel like I am sometimes. I'm like, like I go to my, I mean, like we've actually become like really, really close friends, which is amazing. But like my designer Ashley, I'm like, oh my god, Ashley, I have an idea. She's probably like, she's the chillest chiller ever. She's probably like, all right, like she's like this psycho, and then I'm like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like I need to slow down, and then even. Like there is like this, like I want to, um, I want to create like a package of like digital download, like journal prompts and stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to think about all that. And I'm like, actually maybe give yourself five months because this will be over the course of each month. The themes I'm going through the themes that are coming up. I also have to give spirit time. I can't rush spirit. Like that's not fair on them. I like, they're not like, I'm not using them. Like I am working with them and like Mm -hmm. alongside them. So wow. Yeah. Take the
0: timelines off. Yeah. I'm like, I love what you said. You're giving yourself five months. Like that's why I said it actually, I feel like when you extend your timeline, you calm down and when you calm down, you see more clearly. And again, that's when things happen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself till 40 to become a millionaire. And I can almost guarantee I'll probably become a millionaire before 40, just because I'm a little more calm and giving myself that space and seeing more clearly. That's what we're saying here. Like it sounds counterproductive, but I promise like extend your timelines, take your time, go slower. And somehow I do think success will actually come faster.
1: Yes. Ah. Oh. I love it. Okay. So last question. Also, thanks for like sitting with me for so long. Like I oh, could talk to you love
0: for, tra- talking,
1: talk to you for 5 million years. Um, okay. So how, if you not to make this like dark, but if you passed away tomorrow or something, or if you had to leave the earth or something, how do you want to leave? people better than you found them? Like, what would be like the phrase the one where you could be like, you know what? I did this and I am like, and I did my part and I did my work.
0: That is such a good question. Cause I, I saw this question I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know that I can answer it in one, you know, complete like short sentence, but I, I guess inspired would be the word but also to like truly believe in themselves. And I know that sounds so cliche. Like even saying that, I'm like, I hate it. I'm like, it sounds like a Pinterest quote. I just hate sounding like a Pinterest quote because I'm like, there's no context to it. You do not like Pinterest. I'm like, I actually fucking love Pinterest. Like half my Pinterest board is quotes, but I'm like, I just hate, again, when there's no context. So I'm like, when I say believe in yourself, it's like truly believing, like, you know what? yeah, maybe I didn't go to school for writing, but I'm going to write a novel. Maybe I didn't go to school for public speaking, but I'm going to start a podcast. Maybe I didn't think I would, uh, I don't know, like be a mother, but I'm actually a fucking good mom of four. Like people that actually believe that because it's something I'm going through now where I'm like, we all get caught up in like, I don't have the certification. I don't have the background. I don't have the education. And then we just stop. So we're like, I guess I'll just do this like thing. I kind of don't like doing because I guess I got to get through life when I'm like, maybe do something for the fun of just doing it and see what happens and being like, damn, yeah, I wrote a novel. I started the podcast. I launched the YouTube, whatever the case is. I'm using very like creator things like, cause that's like the world I'm in, but I would just want people to be like, I got inspired and I believed in myself and I took a chance on myself and did the thing. Like that's what I would want people to remember me as. And Mm -hmm. hopefully I could activate that sense in them somehow.
1: Hmm. Yay. No, I, I love that. That is amazing. And yeah, that's, I think that's like one thing that is really interesting about this journey too, is like, we are like, it's like funny. Cause like, we're not like Kim, Tar- like Kim Kardashian, like public eye, but like, we're putting ourselves out there. And I think that's one thing where I was like, I like, I'm going to touch millions of people's lives. And like, you know what? I probably will. Like I will get there. But one thing that I, my, my mentor always told me is like, "Bibi, like you change the world by just living in your truth and your truth can affect that one person. And then that one person tells the other person. And like, that's what like, you know, for instance, like I am so open about, you know, I'm a psychic medium. And I know it's so unfortunate because for so many years we were like burned at the stake or like ostracized and hurt and just, you know, um, but I'm just out here just doing my thing. And I think one thing I want to do with my work is like, you don't have to be a hermit and be ashamed of this gift that you have. Like, this is a beautiful gift to share with the world. And like, we're here to like, Be a part of the world and like raise the vibration and like, you know, create beauty in the collective. And I think that's, what's just interesting because people don't realize it's like just them being themselves and then them just speaking up, like will change. Maybe it's just one person, but I think that's even more impactful at times.
0: Yeah. I think the, the thing that's clicking with me is it kind of goes back to the last question you can make an impact without having a a monetary transaction with someone. I think people think they're only making an impact if they have a paying client or the email subscriber or the podcast listener. When I'm like, you just said, there could be someone that listens to my podcast that they get an idea, they start a business, they all of a sudden transform their life. Now they're helping their family. That It's like that one listener, again, instead of being like, oh, only one person listen to the podcast. It's like that one person could be so affected and you just transform the trajectory of their lives, even though it was not a monetary transaction. I think that's so important to highlight you. You never know the ripple effect you have on people just by being yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're so, so right. I think, yeah, I think I sometimes do get caught up in like the monetary transaction. Cause I mean, it is true again, like my dad is like a, a pure, you know, businessman. But, you know, he's always like, you know, it's not business until you've made a sale, which is like true, like definitely on a business level. If you are running a hard business, then yes, like that is business. But I think what is so amazing now about business with our generation is like actually like our business is to inspire. And it sounds like so airy fairy. But that's actually where amazing work is done. And I know another thing he says is like, oh, like, you know, I think there's two things, either choices or impact. And I'm like, now you can actually have both. Like now you can have the monetary, whatever choices in life, but then you can also create so much impact. And I know that's something I like, not want to prove like, at all to him. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, trying to be wealthy because I'm, like, yeah, dad, like, you know, that's me. But it's, like, that's actually how it should be,
0: you mm-hmm. know? I saw this quote. I It's so funny. I was, like, talking about first quotes, quotes. <laughs> but then I'm, like, quoting everything. <laughs> and it was, like, um, it's, I think, from a book called, I want to say it's, like, The Feminine Economy or something. Mm. And it was, like, your business can be a prototype for the world you want to live in. And I was, like, holy shit. That is like that quote has stuck with me ever since where I'm like, yeah, if I want to live in a world where we have maternity leave and vacation time and, you know, X, Y, Z. Okay. I need to start doing that with my freelancers. I need to start giving myself time off. I need to be the person that if I want to live in a world where rest and relaxation are prioritized, Am I resting and relaxing? That quote hit me like a ton of bricks where I'm like, yes, this is the beauty of starting a business is like you get to create your own little prototype of the world you want to live in and bring people into that. And actually, this is how you change the world. I think there's this misconception that you have to be like on stage, globally, public speaking, like Oprah, Tony Robbins level to change the world. And I'm like, you could just be someone that has a local business, that that's your prototype of the world you want to live in and you're changing the world that you are in. And that's going to just keep rippling out, keep rippling out. We have to get out of the idea that it's not impactful if it's not helping like 1 million people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think also, oh my God. Cause I'm like, wow, we've been talking for like almost two hours, literally. I, know, I
0: love it. I
1: know. <laughs> but I think also one thing that I hope people like realize listening to this or just even out in the world is Yes. Like we both have aspirations to be multimillionaires, but for like our reason, just because like that is where we see ourselves X, Y, Z, but also I hope people don't think they have to be one in order to make an impact. Like, I think that is the biggest things. Like when you said like the local shop, you know um, I'm going to try to tie this into, cause I was meditating this morning. I was asking spirit. I'm like, why was I so frustrated this weekend? Like it was just the weirdest thing. Like I was getting so frustrated at people. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we have to be okay with like them either not being okay. And that kind of ripples outward and you feel it and you can't like react to that or not like be reactive to it. But also we have to know that like, their, like their journeys, their happiness, their wholeness looks so much different than ours. And I think sometimes like I, it's interesting because it's like, I so see the potential and I'm just like, Oh my God, like how amazing would this be? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, maybe they're just okay with that. And not even like, trying to make it sound small where it's like oh you're just okay with like whatever it's like no like they're okay with like this beautiful life whether like that's quietly making an impact or that's loudly making an impact Neither if it's quiet it's still loud even if it's loud you could still be like so humble and whatever so i don't know i definitely wanted to make sure i make that point because not everyone has to be a multimillionaire to be impactful but also like you can be a multimillionaire and be impactful
0: Yes, 100%. And I think going back to the manifestation conversation, you can manifest a beautiful, quiet, simple life on the countryside on a farm, gardening every day. Like it doesn't have to be like you just said, this loud in your face, over the top thing to be successful or impactful or credible. Like there are, um, there are people that are probably making so much impact that you will never know about. You will never know their name. They're quietly donating. They're quietly serving their community. They're quietly volunteering. And they are probably changing more lives than the person that's just like has a hundred million followers and is just posting like selfies all day. And that's something that we need to to really, again, grasp like, yeah, maybe I could make an impact without having the following or millions of downloads. Like I could just help my local community and that ripple effect is going to be more impactful than anything else.
1: Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I'm like, there is so, like, I want to say so much to that. Cause like, even like my, I've, I've swear to God, I am a Lisa record. I am always repeating what she has taught me, but like, I look at her and you know, I'm like, Oh, she doesn't have this huge falling, but she knows like really big hitters that like, we are like, oh, I'm literally obsessed with that person. But that's what, like, one of the reasons I love her so much is she's like, like, she's like, BB, you can meet the holiest of beings. And they wouldn't like tell you like, they don't need to like, tell you like, they just are. And I think that's like, one of the most beautiful, like fun things about like, I want to try to be that because I think it's so funny. I mean, obviously, you could be whoever the hell you want, like, but I think I had this weird pressure of like, okay, I'm a medium, do I have to like wear feathers in my hair and like go to Burning Man and like go to orgy tents because I love humanity? And it's like, I could be a girl who like, you know, cusses, like, like I don't know, is silly. And I do like dumb fart jokes. And I wear like designer clothes. Like, I don't know, like, I don't have to be like, and I think that's what's so funny because there are people in the industry and I'm not trying to like judge or bash anyone, but they think that they have to like be that, like, um, almost said ashwagandha. I'm like, we all take that. I'm like, um, what's that drug people go on journeys with like ayahuasca. Yeah. It's like, I'm personally, I don't see myself doing ayahuasca. Nope. Bye. See you later. Have a nice life. Not me. And it's like, I just think it's so funny because when people are in this industry, like, oh, I have to like dread my hair and like be naked. It's like, no, like no one's asking you, like you just are and you just be. And I think that's also like how I want to make an impact. Like, I just want to be the one that inspires others to like smile bigger, literally like to lift their head up to like, you know, maybe laugh a little harder. I just, I hope I can be that. And that's something like I want to pray for every single day is like, how can I be that person that goes outside? Doesn't, you know, (laughs) like blow a fuse if someone frustrates me and just like live out in the world.
0: I love that. The multifaceted thing is so important. I think that's something you and I can both probably agree on is like, we want to inspire you to own your multifacetedness, be okay with it. And like you just said, like rep it harder. Like, yeah, I'm okay with being a medium that wears designer clothes and tells fart jokes. Like, I don't need to fit this prototype of what I see in the movies, because I think that's where it comes from is honestly media and like the movies. Um, and then, then if you're a coach, like maybe you're a, a mindset coach, but maybe you also make jewelry and do improv and do pole dancing classes. Like, I don't get this idea that we all have to like fit this box of what we think we have to be because that's what that's what feels so limiting and then that's why we don't go all in with what we want to do Or like oh yes. i don't have like you said don't have the dreadlocks don't go to burning man guess i can't be a medium and it's like who even no. said that that was the criteria we just made that up
1: no literally and it's so funny like I feel like it's such an obvious but someone who actually probably some people will be like oh my god but someone who actually really inspires me to be who I am is honestly Jonathan Van Ness like yes he is like okay people like oh my god he's so over the top but like he's actually genuine like so genuine he makes everyone feel feel good around him. Like I was watching Get Curious on Netflix and he's like with this like sweet little engineer who's building a skyscraper. And he was like, oh my God, your eyebrows are perfect. I'm obsessed with them. And it's like, no one's ever told that engineer <laughs> before and now he's gonna yes. be like, you know? And he's just like, he's saying these funny comments to like a guy who like studies bugs all day. He's like, oh oh my God, Rupee's actually so genuinely excited and I love it. And I'm just like, dude, you literally inspire me to be like this bubbly, like colorful person and to like own the multifacetedness. But I also think some, sometimes people are like, oh, like you're, I don't know. I feel like sometimes like I'm so dynamic when people say I'm like, like when people call themselves dynamic, it's like, oh, okay. But it's like, we're actually, humans are dynamic like we're not meant yes. to do like just x like we're meant to do x y z g a b like right you're capable of so much and it's like we
0: really are
1: oh yeah it's like life's meant to be lived and enjoyed
0: i love that, that that's something i feel like again we could talk for 14 hours but true joy i think that's what jonathan vaness embodies is like he doesn't care if he's like laughing too hard or being over the top because he's like this is my truest it's like a kid like when a kid like screams inside a candy store because they're so excited like that's the same energy it's like it's funny that if you actually think about it we all could use all obviously that all of that a little bit more but like when you're listening to a song on the in your headphones on the street like there's moments where I'm like, I would just love to break out in a dance right now at this stoplight, but, oh, I don't want to look like fucking crazy. I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but there are moments where I'll just bop around. And I'm like, this is true joy. Like, I don't care. I want to express myself. This is coming through me. And I feel like that's what you're saying with Jonathan, Jonathan Van Ness. He's just the embodiment of like, I'm expressing my joy.
1: Mm, mm, oh my God. Honestly, if you're down, like we need to do like a part two, because I just feel yeah. like 2 3 and 4 coming up and i'm like i should probably start my job um <laughs> literally dead. okay i am thank you so much for like agreeing to be on my podcast like, of course. like you know just this is amazing i've again i've admired you from afar and i'm just so happy i've finally met met you and like connected with you and i can't wait to connect more and yeah guys get ready for like a part like 17 like
0: yeah like we went all over the place and i hope people are like i hope you picked up something from my rambling because i'm like i know i ramble and i'm not the most eloquent person so thank you for having me and allowing me to just ramble for basically two hours
1: no honestly it's so funny as we're talking like i'm like trying to think of the title like resetting manifesting like the millionaire mindset like nervous system like there are so many ways I can go yeah like,
0: oh it should be like the mishmash like a hodgepodge of conversation is like the title
1: like this episode gave me life with chelsea
0: love it my last name rhymes with life so maybe it could
1: Hello, hello, you guys. Oh my gosh, I hope you enjoyed that episode and that conversation as much as I did. Again, I love Chelsea. I love her outlook on life. I love her outlook on success and money and manifestation. Just all of the above. And again, I know I said this, I believe, in part one, but I'll say it again in part two. It was the conversation I didn't even know I needed and so, so valuable for every single one of us honestly wherever we are in life it is so important to regulate our nervous system and really really get in touch with our values and who we are and what is important so anyways thank you guys so so much for your eyes ears hearts and souls and if you haven't already check chelsea out i have all her info in the show notes and if you just met me make sure to check me out at embodyyoursoul.co. i'll see you guys next wednesday